Thanks for tuning in today to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. My name is Katie Chesney, and on Technically Speaking, we explore the latest social media trends, discover the hottest technology jobs on the market, and give you helpful tips and tricks for using social media. Today's show is protecting against cyber attacks, and we'll be talking with an expert on how businesses can protect themselves against these attacks. Now, John Patrick Pollan is a writer that covers travel, business, and technology for publications like Entrepreneur, Fortune, The Magazine, and Wired. So what is your experience with cyber attacks? And I know that you wrote an article, and that's originally how I found you for this show. So what kind of piqued your interest on this topic? You know, if you look at online and uh, and technology, I mean, everything that that is the web is the future in one way or in the other, whether it's shopping or fashion, it, you know, it, it it's all going through online. And so, too, is crime. Uh, mm-hmm. As as we have less and less of a cash-based society and more and more of a virtual currency, there's not physical things to steal. So criminals are going to find ways to steal virtual things or, uh, you know, data specifically. And that's that's where we're at now. It's a big deal. Okay. Now, could you give us a definition of what a cyber attack is to you? Well, a cyber attack uh, is... Any type of crime um, or intrusion on a network uh, towards a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that could be any number of things, really. I mean, you could you could kick some, down someone's door and steal their computer and take it out and uh, use that data, or you could um, use the internet, viruses and things like that, to plant nefarious code in a computer that would feed information back to you. Or you could go hack their network, whether it's wired or uh, wireless, to get the information that you need. And what kind of information are you know these online criminals, so to speak, trying to steal from businesses? Would it be like their credit card information or their clients' information or just anything that they can get their hands on? Specifically, I mean, if you think of criminals, what do criminals want? They want things of value, mm-hmm. things that they can make money off of. Money, sadly, makes the world go around. Right. So... They could be after uh, your bank account number, your credit card number, or your social security number. And uh, you know, while a social security number isn't necessarily uh, going to put money in their pocket, uh, it's a gateway to making accounts, forming new accounts that will allow them to do that. So really, you know, with with crooks and criminals, they'll grab anything that's that's not tied down. Well, it's the same way in the online space, too. They'll grab anything that they can um, if it'll lead them back to a way to make money. Sure. And could you give us an example of a recent cybercrime that you saw that kind of relates to this topic? As you alluded to in the beginning of the this podcast, I wrote a story about a ring of cyber criminals up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And of course, Seattle being the hotbed of technology that it is. What they were doing is a thing called war driving. Okay. So they they were in a car uh, that had some pretty high-powered Wi-Fi detectors, and they were driving around looking at all the networks that were available, looking for ones that had little or no security, and then they were exploiting those networks mm-hmm. to dig deeper into the businesses. And um, that's the most recent one that I'm aware of. I'm, I, there's so much out there that it's hard to keep up. Right. To say that I would know what happened, you know, most recently last week, last month, gosh, uh, it's it's when 
these intrusions are discovered after the fact later and mm-hmm. they're reverse engineered by uh, by security analysts and uh, and experts that's when we discover where the criminals are at this point okay so it, it's tough to say what's going on right now today um, but but we you know, can can look at what we've uncovered recently. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned that most businesses don't find out that they were a victim of a cybercrime until after, like much later after the fact when they go back and they try to reverse engineer when they when they notice things happening. Is that, you know, if if we were a small business, is that what we would have to do to discover that we were attacked? Or is it kind of just when you notice something's wrong? Yeah, you know, if you're a smart criminal, you're not going to leave any fingerprints behind. And right. similarly with cyber criminals, uh, if you're a smart cyber criminal, you're going to make it seem like you were never there. Mm-hmm. There's a couple reasons for this. One is so you don't get caught. Right. Two, so you can keep doing it. For for companies that are uh, uh, consumer facing, for example, if a cyber criminal is able to hack into their network and maybe take a credit card number or uh, customer data, they can use that little by little. And if it's, you know, $20 at a time on a credit card bill that someone overlooks, uh, they can they can bleed that account over a, a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's in their best interest not to leave any traces. And, uh, and that's why a lot of uh, cybercrime probably goes unreported. Now, are there any specific industries that might experience more cybercrime just because of what industry they are? That's hard to say. I wouldn't propose, uh, purport to, to to know that necessarily. But what I would say is the more data that you have and generate and the more sensitive your data is, the more attractive a target you'd be. Okay. But the thing with criminals is this. Most criminals are... are operate under the uh, guise of crimes of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So just like they say, uh, don't leave your wallet on the seat of your car. Okay. Uh, it's, it's like that with uh, wireless networks. Don't leave your sensitive data in a, in a space that uh, someone could easily come in and get it. Mm-hmm. So with these criminals conducting crimes of opportunity, and specifically this war driving case that I was alluding to, mm-hmm. you know, they're driving around and looking for that one network out of maybe 20 that has no no security on it. And that's the one they're going into. Now, I read a statistic from Symantec and the NCSA. Um, they did research in 2011 that said um, that cyber attacks cost small and medium-sized businesses on average about $188,000 every time like they're attacked. What can businesses do to kind of prevent from, number one, like losing that money and potentially losing their business and to protect themselves from being attacked that way? Well, there's there's a lot of different things, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the whole, uh, having insurance and, and, and all the things that uh, good, responsible business owners sh- should do. Absolutely. Check those boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of technology, um, there are specific steps you should undertake. First thing is um, look at technology mm-hmm. because we can doesn't mean we should. Right. So just because we can have a Wi-Fi network for our office, that doesn't mean that we should have a Wi-Fi network for our office. The hardwired networks are much harder to uh, penetrate than wireless. Okay. Because wireless as a whole uh, leaves itself in some ways open and detectable. So this war driving case, uh, when they drove past an office that was hardwired, 
they didn't see those those companies. Mm-hmm. So so there's that aspect of it. I mean, overall networking, if you let's say you have a computer that for some reason you don't really need to be on the internet with it, take it off the internet. Right. Uh, it's as simple as that. But, you know, being realistic about things and, and looking at it uh, in the 21st century, people will want to be connected to the internet. People will want to uh, have those capabilities. So first step, I'd say, is have a hardwired network. Mm-hmm. If that's not possible, then um, second step is to use web security on your wireless network. But the third step is is encryption. Mm-hmm. At every step along the way, uh, in any way where that you can, encrypt your data because that's what they're after uh, is, is this data. And if, if they can get it, but they can't use it or open it, right. well, then it's it's like they never got it at all. Mm-hmm. And then the the another step uh, or another tip I'd give is is lock your stuff down. And that means in every every way you can think of it, lock it down. So lock down your network. Mm-hmm. If your computer is uh, on your desk, lock it to the desk. If the desk is in an office, lock the door. You know, if the office is in a a larger office, lock the front door. Right. A great deal of cybercrime begins with people just walking the halls of a business, mm-hmm. walking in the door, grabbing a laptop, and walking out. Now, you had mentioned um, those different levels of website security. And obviously, the, the couple tips that you listed are great things that businesses can start doing and not have to spend a, to- a whole lot of money to achieve those things. So on a different level, what steps could businesses take to really elevate their security and make themselves just even more secure. Sure. So we'll start with encryption. We'll start with uh, protecting the the files that um, these crooks want. Mm-hmm. Encryption can be done on a Mac or on a PC uh, mm-hmm. with the default operating system. So for Windows, there's a, uh, a feature known as BitLocker. And with Macs, it's called FileVault. Okay. Now, both of these will allow you to encrypt the data on your drive. And um, it, they, they don't really cause any performance to suffer. Uh, it's just a great practice to do. I do it here myself, and I'm just a one-man show. Right. Um, but what this does is this. So my drive is encrypted. Mm-hmm which means that when I'm not using that particular file, that particular file is locked. I don't have to key in a password every time I want to use this file. It's just a part of the operating system in the, in, in the way that it works. At the end of my day or when I step out for lunch, you know, I have my computer set to automatically go to sleep. And as a part of that, it encrypts the entire drive. Okay. So, and, and when I come back, you know, I, I move my mouse and my screensaver shuts off and asks me for a password. Mm-hmm. Simple. You you key in the password and and now you're unencrypted and you're able to use your files. This is easy stuff and it's something that everyone should do. So that's encryption for files. For your network, uh, network security, what you want to do there is enable what they call WPA or WPA2 security. Two is better than one. Mm-hmm. Um or not one, but uh, WPA regular. Right. And um, that's because it has a longer encryption key that's more difficult to break into. Mm-hmm. 
So you want to create a password with numbers and special characters and capital letters and all those things. The more barriers you put between a thief and your data, the more likely they are to just say, "Eh, forget it, and move on to the easier target. There's another standard, an older standard called Wired Equivalent Privacy, that's WEP. Uh, You'll see a lot of people use that uh, on their wireless networks. Don't use that. Um, It's easily cracked, and uh, it's about 10 years old. That's pretty old in technology terms. Definitely. So now, are there any third parties that specialize in protecting small businesses that have a lot of highly sensitive data, for example, like a dentist, you know, health records and everything else? Are there third parties that could help them protect that data? Absolutely. Um, You you, you probably know them fondly as the IT guys. I mean, you'll see them walking around your office and go... He doesn't work here, does he? And, <laughs> but he seems to know where he's going and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. These are what we call managed service providers. Okay. And you know, any business that has data worth protecting, uh, they'd be advised to at least consult with a managed service provider. Okay. Um, they'll they'll keep everything going and uh, running smoothly. Think of it this way, right? I don't know how handy you are, but um, if let's say your roof collapsed. And let's say you are handy. You decided, I'm going to go fix my roof. Right. But wouldn't you much be, be much more confident with a roofer coming and fixing your roof? I would definitely be 110% more confident. <laughs> so along those lines, no matter how tech savvy you are, well, I shouldn't say no matter, but if you feel like you're tech savvy, mm-hmm. these guys are, are really know what they're doing. So consult with a managed service provider, um, uh, the IT guys, and and they will steer you in the right direction. Okay. Now, what do you do after you've been attacked? Is there any way to recover the data that's been stolen from you? Do you have to send out a special kind of notification? Should you consult a lawyer? What are, what should you do? Uh, first thing is call the police. Right. Uh, you know, without a doubt. Uh, this, as this is more and more popular for criminals, uh, it's uh, an increasing area of concern for local police. And the thing is, these criminals don't just hit you. You're not special. It's not a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. The more that the police know, the better they are uh, able to unravel what's going on here. Uh, so that's that's absolutely number one. Call the police because you know again, it could be a smash and grab of a laptop. You would call the police because you lost your laptop, I, right. I imagine. But if for some reason something's amiss on your uh, network and it seems like you might have been hacked, well, they could take a laptop's full of data, couldn't they? Mm-hmm. They could even just copy it. So call the police. You know that's what they're there for, and uh, they're able to 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 investigate these things and and escalate them. So that that that's what I would recommend. Okay. Now, do you have any final tips or suggestions for our listeners on this topic as a whole for no other than, you know, establishing a hardwired grounded connection, looking at encryption options like BitLocker and FileVault? Is there anything in addition that they could do to really just solidify that security? You know, every every situation is different, but fundamentally, crooks are after the data. So whatever you can do to keep that data from them, and that might require taking a taking your hard drive out of your office 
um, you know, storing it on a on an external drive and actually taking it out of your workplace with you at the end of every day. That's not a bad idea. Okay. Um, but uh, but fundamentally, I mean, I guess I would advise getting in touch with a uh, a managed service provider. That could be everyone from you know Best Buy's Geek Squad business services to uh, Apple has great services. If you use their products, they have a, a business program and staples as well. Um, at the very least, they'll get you some good ideas. And at the very most, they'll, they'll uh, hopefully save the day. Well, our time is coming to a close today here on Technically Speaking. So I just want to thank John for coming and sharing his expert advice with us today. Thanks, Kitty. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljanradio.com. And if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, email me at aljanradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time.